Hey, what's happening, people? And welcome back to our little show where we do things a little bit differently in terms of looking at the wrestling world because outside of the big two, we are completely unconstrained. We can go here, we can go there, we can go anywhere and try everything at least once. This is, in fact, the wrestling podcast. That's W R S T L I N G. We're all the graps but without the E. But of course, me and G, we're not anti-E. You know this by now. We're simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam. This guy's name is Gareth. Hey. And you, my pals, my chums, my buddies are on the Inside the Ropes podcast network. Thanks so much for stopping by. And this is going to be another fun interview special where we are following the accidental trend of speaking to wrestlers or people inside the wrestling community that have made their way to japan and now practice and build their lives out there we spoke to bali and we spoke to yappy tecla all from different walks of life now doing big things over in japan and today's show is no different as we're going to be talking to one half of pro wrestling noah's english commentary team that is Mr. Mark Pickering. It's a really fun interview, very insightful indeed. And this is a man who hails from a location near and dear to your heart, Gareth. Yes, that's right. So from uh, the lovely land of Wales. So it was good chatting to him and discovering that we may have crossed paths once or twice. Yes, without it's really strange when that happens. It's not the first time that's happened on this podcast as well. I think just if you're a wrestling lover, you in in this great land you've probably we've probably been in the, a room with you at one time or another <laughs> <laughs> all right let's just get straight to it because this is good fun uh we're going to talk about uh how mark got involved in commentary how he got involved with noah his thoughts on the current roster his favorites and of course looking ahead to the glory 2021 which is going to be a big show let's get straight into it so we're going to throw it over to our interview with mark pickering And we're back. And we're now joined by one half of the English Noah commentary team, Mark Pickering. Thanks very much for joining us, Mark. Thank you, Gareth. Hi, guys. Hi, Liam. How are you doing? Really good. Really good. Great to see you, Mark. And uh, this feels like a very timely conversation indeed, because we're we're just uh, 10 short days away from an absolutely huge pro wrestling Noah show. So what better time to get you on? Um, so we wanted to just uh, chat about your career as much as anything and, you know, find out how you ended up over in pro wrestling Noah, but I suppose going yeah. back from that, yeah, how did you get your start in the world of commentary? In the world of commentary, I mean, originally I'm a journalist, that, that's my game, that's my background, I've got a degree in sports journalism, I mean I was playing all sports when I was younger, but I knew early on I was never going to make it as an athlete, so the next best thing for me was always sports journalism, any type of career within journalism, within sport, so I graduated a degree in sports journalism and from there actually got involved in judo, that was in the National Federation. I was based in Loughborough in the Midlands in England. I did that for a couple of years. And then from there, I got invited to join the International Federation. So that's the, the world governing body. Gosh. And that meant following the world tour. So there was events all over Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Cuba. So I was very fortunate to get involved with that for seven years wow. until 2020. But even so, I tried to incorporate some pro wrestling references wherever possible. There's a bit of a crossover, you know, with some judo backgrounds and and various athletes and so. Um, and then in end of, uh, oh, sorry, the, the start of 2020, uh, I finished up in that role. I'd pretty much done everything I could, been to a couple of Olympics, worked so many competitions. So I was moved into freelancing then and wasn't the best time to start it. It 
at the beginning of 2020. I didn't know that <laughs> what was going to happen with the world and this last year. Yeah, you and very me both. challenging. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And from there, I just got started just in, in freelancing, in writing um, various sports. Obviously, pro wrestling is, is something I've always been passionate about. And it was one of those things, I guess it was just right place, right time. Mm. I managed to come back to Tokyo in October last year when they opened up the borders. You could come back in. And then my, my colleague, Stuart, that I've been working with on, on the NOAA side, he was doing commentary for a kickboxing event. So I made contact with him. We spoke a little and then I went to that one and that went well. We did one for Quintet, which is Kazushi Sakuraba's promotion on the, on the UFC Fight Pass. And then a couple of people from Abima both got in touch with us about doing Pro Wrestling NOAA. And we did the first show in November, which was Shiozaki against Nakajima. Gosh. And we had six days notice, so it was in at the deep end, but uh, absolutely loved every second of it. How familiar were you with Noah prior to that show? I mean, when, in the last seven years or so, when I was working in, in that job in the Judo Federation, a lot of traveling, I was always trying to keep up with the results, trying to watch shows here and there, and I was dipping in and out of promotions. Mm. So I was always following the results. But yeah, I had to try and do six days of cramming a lot of lot of knowledge and watching a lot of shows to be totally honest gosh could you imagine if they they got you in for the your first show as the uh, shizaki fujita show and how had you just yeah, trying to sure. decode yeah. the, the first bit uh, just for a reference i absolutely adored that i've never seen anything like it it was the most yeah incredible you know it's a time capsule isn't it for 2020 really that you'll yeah. never see that again so i love that i don't know what we would have done for the first 30 years <laughs> might have pressed the mute button for that one to be honest amazing <laughs> <laughs> that's great okay so you're saying you've been a wrestling fan sort of your your whole life is that right yeah absolutely since growing up i mean i, I kind of flirted with the idea of getting involved in kind of wrestling journalism side when mm. i was a teenager i remember that the first one of the first pieces i ever published of any sport was actually an interview with frankie gazarian when i was oh, 16 wow. that was in uh, pro wrestling press i believe it was at the time oh gosh so, yeah i did a couple of pieces i interviewed uh, Finn Balor or Fergal Devitt as he was then and that went up on Wrestling Observer I think it was so far back that I got in touch with him on MySpace I think it was wow. <laughs> showing my age now <laughs> that's oh, really cool MySpace. to hear yeah. <laughs> the simple days of just you know ordering your top eight. Oh, that, yeah. that cool. there was nothing simple about that the amount of drama <laughs> yeah. you'd get if Politics. somebody slipped out of the top eight yeah no, dearly missed those days <laughs> <laughs> wow okay so you, you have had your sort of your your finger on the pulse for quite a while then um on the judo side i've always been surprised that judo doesn't play a bigger part in pro wrestling as a base because i feel like it marries up quite nicely sure. and you know you see that when you do get judokas move into wrestling like it's an easy example but ronda rousey's a, a, a yeah, fair one you know when yeah. she started throwing people around it looked very legit it looks it's quite a pretty throw as well if yeah, i may say sure. you know are you yeah. surprised that judo doesn't play a bigger part in wrestling as a whole i suppose so internationally but in japan i, th I think it's obviously hugely respected so i think in japan if you have any form of martial arts background be it amateur wrestling judo or even sumo mm. i think you kind of get fast-tracked through into the into the dojo test right into the system because they know that you can you know you can handle yourself you have some element of self-defense you can probably do the break falling you can take the bumps okay i mean in america it tends to be the emphasis on people with amateur wrestling backgrounds especially mm. in wwe jim ross was a 
a big recruiter, the likes of Kurt Engel, those types of guys. I think mm. they want to bring in Stevenson from the US team after the, the next Olympics. But yeah, for me, I think judo is just such a such an obvious, such a natural transition to make. Another one who's done it is uh, Santino Morella, who's uh, Anthony Corelli. He sure. had a very strong judo background. He competed in the Canadian National Championships a couple of times. And I actually brought him in, in, back into the, into the judo fold, into the international judo fold. Oh, so wow. obviously with my judo background, pro wrestling background, and the same for him, I got in touch and actually invited him out to a couple of competitions. He came to Germany and a few events. And then I connected him with our Japanese partners and that resulted in actually wrestling in DDT then in Japan. So, Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, a bit of a small world. What a good little story. That's crazy. Yeah. He's a perfect fit for DDT in many ways, you know. He's exactly. Got, he yeah, does the character, character stuff perfectly. Legit yeah. skills as well if he needs them. Very cool. So going back to that first Noah show, then how, given the timeframes that you had, how did you go about preparing that's, for that? That's such a sort of short, short, six days. Oof, yeah, know. it was six days. And of, of course, I'm a pro wrestling fan, but I hadn't been watching every show religiously from Noah, I have to be honest. And, and Stuart, my colleague, he's got more of a mixed martial arts background. Mm-hmm. He's the commentator for Pancrase, the, the MMA promotion here. He done kickboxing and things. But uh, I know for his preparation, he was watching old Royal Rumble events and, and various <laughs> things and just trying to familiarize himself with the names of the roster. Mm. And then he was relying more on me to get over the, the names of the techniques, sure. which is another you know, another element in itself totally. So yeah, it was just a, a lot of cramming, trying to watch the, the latest two or three shows and then just lots of preparation. Then I, bro- I broke down each match, usual techniques, maybe win-loss records, mm. and then just trying to go over things, got there nice and early on the day, maybe four hours in advance and just talked it through with Stuart and tried to be, you know, as prepared as we could really, yeah. but uh, mm. it was a challenge. You know, I imagine, yeah, it just must be an absolute sort of nightmare trying to get all that because... My my understanding is the sort of English speaking uh, fans of Noah are so sort yeah. of passionate about the product Absolutely. that you know it feels like anything less than perfect. Yeah, is yeah. From my perspective, I think Liam and I were talking about it in the past. We we really like the sort of English commentary. Um, yeah, it feels very, it feels very sporting. Like it feels yeah. like yeah. After the, I think the first show I heard you guys commenting on, I sort of said it sounded to me like a Six Nations rugby game being commented. Uh, that, that was like that was, Wales commentary. Yeah, yeah like but just like having you know two home nations kind of voices. Yeah. I was like, oh, it just really reminds me of watching the Six Nations, and I, I really <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know what. Yeah, I understand as well. You know, if, if um, international fans like to hear the, the, the Japanese commentary instead, I mean, that's always something that we've known, you know, growing up. And that was always the voice. It was only the Japanese commentary and it was maybe on a tape a month later. So mm-hmm. now you're spoiled for choice. You can get live commentary, be it Japanese or English. So the main thing is, as long as someone is watching, listening and enjoying the product, then, you know, I don't mind which yeah. language they're listening to, to be honest. But on saying sort of how great it is, like how easy it is to kind of access these shows, now you can get them immediately. It's not yeah. having to wait months and hoping like your uh, favorite tape trader gets yeah, it in, yeah, or yeah. you know, <laughs> hoping that it pops up on like a you know like a torrent site many moons sure, ago, when that sure. was the only that was the only way you know in the, yeah. the very early two thousands of getting getting shows. But That's so right. now I, I I love it. But you know, um, from our perspective, Joshi is still giving us uh, the runaround. Like we struggle. Oh, really? <laughs> there's, there's some promotions we try and follow out there that do not make it easy to kind of find their current up-to-date shows. And we're really yeah, scratch- yeah, yeah. scratching our heads. So, you know, there is still some of that 
beautiful challenge of finding the pro <laughs> wrestling you love out there if, yeah. you, if you really need to seek it out. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there's a trend here now with, especially in, in pro wrestling of all sports, to be honest, that's really making this move to try and get the in, in uh, capture the attention of international fans. Mm-hmm. I think it's ahead of, you know, some bigger sports here, to be honest, like of, of rugby. I haven't seen them offering that kind of service or martial mm. arts, judo or sumo. They're not really offering that. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a good time to be a, a fan of Japanese pro wrestling from yeah. around the world right now. I couldn't agree more. From our perspective as well, like we've really fallen in love with the whole like cyber fight stable of promotions. We love that it's just all on Wrestle Universe there for you. Even if you wouldn't necessarily, because Noah and DDT are like opposite ends of the spectrum of pro wrestling. Totally. But I love that, you know, they've kind of come together in this respect. And also we're going to have the, you know, on the 6th of June, we're going to have them under the same same roof is very exciting. Um, But yeah, I, I like that it maybe gives fans who wouldn't necessarily gravitate to one or the other, like, well, you know, I've got access to this. Well, I might as well check it out, you know. So you might discover a new favorite, new favorite wrestler that you would never have experienced otherwise, which I think is really lovely. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the part of the, the beauty of it. All the most, of, well, literally all the promotions under the Cyber Fight banner—they're all quite unique. They're all offering something different. Be it Gamba Pro, be it Nowhere, DDT, Tokyo Joshi—they're all very different. And I, I think that's something that they really want to retain. But maybe once a year they can bring them all together under the Cyber Fight Festival banner. And I think that's really going to drive things forward when a Noah fan gets exposed to DDT's product or Tokyo Joshi starts following Gan Pro. So I think that's that's mm. a really good idea. That's coming up on. 6th of June at Saitama Super Arena, and that's going to be in the main arena as well. So that, that's really exciting. That is exciting. Do you know whether you you and Stuart are going to be part of that show? Yeah, that's going to be happening. We'll be doing English commentary there. So Fantastic. I've been to Perfect. Saitama Super Arena a number of times for MMA shows. So to be there on the call for a pro wrestling event, I'm just absolutely chuffed to bits for that one. How exactly? I don't know, you know, you might not necessarily be able to tell us, but are you able to, are you able to tell us whether, are you commentating the, the whole show or is there going to be kind of a mixed sort of squad or? We'd ex- we expect it to be the full show, but mm. we don't have the full details yet because yeah. we have quite a few shows coming up before oh, then. But uh, I know I know there's plans to do English commentary. So as soon mm. as those details are going to come out, I'm sure they'll be putting it on social media. Yeah, well, I uh, I look forward to kind of hearing you guys calling some DDT. I think that will be sort of the, the kind of whiplash between yeah. sort of calling maybe a <laughs> Noah match to a DDT match will be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just watching Dino and Akiyama, the day was a little bit different to usual for me, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen a number of DDT shows over the year, and you know, I respect what they do, there's the entertainment element, there's the comedy element, but also they have some of the best guys in the world. Oh my well. word, yeah, and the, and the, uh, the inter-promotional tag match that's been announced, where you've got Takesta yeah, and Ueno against Kiyomi and Enamora, I mean, gosh, four incredibly talented guys there, so... Yeah. That's going to be bonkers. Yeah, and I think there's a few more additions to come. Personally, I'd love to see Shinya Aoki go up against Kazushi Sakuraba. That's a bit Ooh. of a, a dream rematch for me. It was an yes, MMA fight, so that's two of my favourite fighters. So that, that would be something spectacular to it's, call, I think. Seems like a very like natural matchup to yeah, make, doesn't it? it would so. fit it. Yeah, and I, it would, it's, it's the type of fight, I think, or the type of match sorry, that they think they would book because it gets that whole MMA vibe. It gets the MMA fan base involved as well, and... That's something that the cyber fight are always trying to do now. Yeah, two absolute legends there as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, watch this space on that one. You mentioned previously about um, you've watched some DDT. Am I right in thinking you called a Tokyo Joshi Pro show at one point? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fourth of January we did the, the Tokyo Joshi show, the Intenyon show. It was Chris Brooks, it was Stuart, and myself. Mm. 
So that was the, the first time we did that. And then there were some plans. We hope to do another one, but uh, we're actually going to do one in May now on oh, wow. 4th of May. It's just oh, been nice. announced in the last few days. So That's yeah, really we're going cool. to have a, a second stab at that one. And uh, already a couple of title matches have been announced. So that will be on Wrestle Universe. That will be, be live as well. How did you find commentating that? Because Joshi's a very different style in many ways, and particularly Tokyo Joshi Pro, which is in some ways more idol centric, is yeah. very much more on, well, a lot of it's more on the entertainment side. Of course, there's some hard hitting badass wrestling as well, but it's a, it's a very different sort of experience to Noah. Was that a challenge for yourself and Stuart? I'd say yeah, it was slightly. It was good, I think, to have Chris Brooks there. He knows mm. most of the roster inside out. He's especially the likes of Maki Ito. He's, he's been around and worked with her in, in matches and uh, a number of places. Mm. And so that was good to have his insight, his ec- expert knowledge as well. And then still there was elements where Stuart and I could bring in that kind of sport aspect, especially yes. to someone like Rika Tatsumi. She relies a lot on the hip attacks, like, um, you know, in, in many tag teams before, I think Koshinaka and, and Fujinami, they had a tag team and there was lots of hip attacks involved. Mm. So we tried to break it down and give almost uh, scientific reasoning for these hip attacks, you know, because we're not going to be a, as commentators. We're not going to laugh and think, oh, this is soft or this looks, you know, a little bit clumsy, maybe repeated hip attacks. But then you break down the, the science element. It's like, this is where your strength from. This is the strongest, you know, muscle group in the body. Mm. And especially as a title match, I thought it was kind of fitting, you know, that you could go to that sports avenue for a title match, maybe not for your opener or for a gatron match where there's, very various gimmicks involved but i think it's okay for title <laughs> matches to to call on the bit of sports background to be honest yeah no, for sure i think we've spoken before about this uh, when we last uh, covered noah yeah that, that, i mean it's so great having english commentary on that anyway that just helps massively but sure. i think where i felt like you guys really added a huge amount of value was in describing these almost mma like transitions and things like yeah. that it just did feel so, like such a sport and i think noah feels very sporty anyway but it, it seemed to really, is that, would you say that's your favorite type of wrestling at this point? Um, I'm not sure about favorite. I think it's just something that I'm probably very familiar with from mm. watching and growing up a lot of mixed martial arts and mm. following, especially the careers of the guys who've made the transitions back and forth, like Funaki, like Sakuraba, like Suzuki, these, these types of guys, big mm. fan of the early days in pro wrestling, the MMA, then back to pro wrestling. So yeah, that, that's, that's definitely a, a strong element, but um yeah, I'm happy to call any any form of style, to be honest. Maybe a little bit more challenging if we're getting some Lucha Libre guys on the card, but uh, maybe that's something that will hopefully happen in a couple of months. Things are going to open up, and then I know that Noah, you know, is really strongly keen to bring in some of the international guys that were in the company last year and the year sure. before, so fingers crossed for that soon. Yeah, well, uh, Dragon Bane was one that really stuck yeah, out to sure. me. He's had a great yeah. showing at the Collective last weekend, and yeah, it was doing good stuff, and and not a Luchador by any stretch, but I remember Rene Dupree was a tag team champion over there as well, which yeah, is, right. might be a surprise to some sort of WWE fans that haven't followed him since. But yeah, he was doing good work. I think it was uh, El Hijo de Dr. Yeah, Wagner, Do- Dr. Wagner Jr.'s yeah. son. Yeah, that's right. They were tag team champions. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. So has there any, been anything thus far that you've seen whilst commentating Noah that's sort of taken you off guard or surprised you? I wouldn't say necessarily, but obviously something different to when I've been here as, as a fan um, at, at various shows is obviously just the, the changes now with the restrictions with obviously the virus and everything. So now you get a show which would go three hours straight. So you've got no intermission, you've got no break. So you have to be 
really calculating when you're taking on fluids to be honest to try and ask that <laughs> oh three hour gosh. show that's a challenge because <laughs> there, there's no time at all you've got maybe a vtr 15 seconds but so far we, we found a way because before the show it's a couple of coffees maybe an energy drink and then yeah. some water and then during the show you have to try and almost limit that but yeah oh, i wouldn't it's, be able you know, to Right. I understand that these are the times now and, um, mm. you know, you have to say in Japan at the venues, all the restrictions, the protocols that, you know, they are really well implemented, to be honest. That's very cool. Are you living yeah. out in Japan full time or are you coming back and forth? Yes. So at, at the moment that I'm living here, I was able to get a, a visa in October of last okay. year. Um, I, I came here originally at the end of uh, October, uh, well, end of 2019, around, around October time. I, I came home uh, to Wales last year in March. And then with the pandemic, I got actually stuck there from March to October. Hmm. So I lost maybe eight, nine months of my visa. And then I had to start the process again. So I came back to Tokyo in October. I did two weeks quarantine. And then I was in a hotel and eventually found an apartment and then started to pick up some, some commentary opportunities and some, some freelance work. So an element, to be honest, was right place, right time. You know, mm -hmm. there's not many people that can come back and forth in and out of the country. So that, that was really helpful to me. Yeah. L long old way from Cardiff. Yeah, a little bit too far to be going back and forth, I think. <laughs> Cardiff uh, is my, my second home, so I sort of went to uni there I, and I lived there for a number of years. Accent, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I really miss it, actually. Like, I think it's such a wonderful city. Yeah. Did you go down to see Attack Pro Wrestling? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so I oh, used yes. to live like within spitting distance of the oh, wow. uh, Katay's Community Centre. Like I literally... Yeah. Uh, rather than queue for the gents during intermission, I just walk home <laughs> and use the loo at home. No way. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's that's how close I was, you know. Wow, um, wow, wow. So I actually, uh, in relation to that, when they were flyering for the very first attack show ever, yeah. um, Mark Andrews was wandering up and oh, down yeah. Kate's Terrace, uh, handing out leaflets. When and he handed me one when I was walking home from work, and I wasn't just really paying attention. I just like took this leaflet <laughs> and I like, hold on a minute, you're Mark Andrews. Wow. <laughs> I think because this this would have been about two thousands. 12 so okay. i think well, he was surprised time. that somebody recognized, recognized him. him yeah yeah i was at i was at their show last year i think it was maybe the last show before the uk lockdown went in place when there was a number of japanese wrestlers on the show there was eerie there was amino and maybe there maybe there was one more but uh yeah that was like the last show i think in was that one probably... with the one with shota yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that I was supposed was maybe to be at end that. of February. Oh, really? I had tickets, and then I, but I didn't go because I was like, nah, I think it's getting a bit too hairy. And yeah. Because I, because yeah. I live in Salisbury, so it's like a two, two and a half, yeah, oh, like wow. a two-hour okay. drive now. Yeah. So I was like, because I, I go back to Cardiff all the time. Obviously, loads of friends there. I go to wrestling shows still, but I was just like, nah, yeah. I think it's getting a bit too hairy. Like, because I, and I think from seeing pictures of the crowd, I do think it was a little bit depleted. It wasn't as usual. Sort yeah, of it's true, out. especially for the quality on the rush. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, wow. I do, yeah. I do regret sort of missing missing that now in in retrospect. But yeah, yeah. I, th I think it was the right decision at the time. Mm. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of Japanese wrestlers that would love to be traveling abroad now if they mm. could regularly and coming to Europe, especially. So, hopefully, a couple of months, you know, and we won't have to wait too long. And I know a lot of promoters would like to bring in Noah talent as well. So, oh, yeah, mm. yeah. Fingers crossed, we're going to see some exchanges at least, you know, middle yeah. to the end of this year. Fingers crossed. Fingers so, crossed indeed. So did you grow up seeing like Celtic wrestling and um, what were the other promotions that ran in Cardiff when when I was younger? Let me think. Was Dragon Pro there at that point? A little bit. 
Yeah, I guess Dragon Pro in Newport, been to see yeah. that a couple of times. Yeah, or sometimes I go Bristol or Swindon, watch 4FW yeah. in you know, recent ah, years. 4FW, yeah, I saw hey. Dick Togo, Ultima Dragon on those shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we were at that show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Say it, how funny. Yeah. How funny. So it sounds like we've been in the, the you know, unknowingly been in same the same place room. At the same time, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's a small world, isn't it, wrestling? Like, yeah. it, it, we've had a couple of interviews now where people it's, it sounds like people have been at the same shows we've been at, and it's just mad to think. But, it yeah. just, I yeah. just think if you love wrestling, yeah, you're bound to be in the same room at some point, yeah, because you're going to... Because I think yeah. it's one of those things, oh, if you're a big wrestling fan, you're happy to travel. Like, you will, yeah. you know, if yeah. there's, like, somebody that you adore on a card and it's four hours drive away, you're like, right, right, uh, tra- book a travel lodge, we're going, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's one thing watching on TV or on computer, but, you know, it, it's even different to, to be there in person, especially in, in these times in Japan during a pandemic. Sometimes mm. I'll go to watch a Noah show that obviously we're not doing commentary, mm. English commentary on. And just to be there in the crowd, even as restrained as it is with just the clapping, it's just everything about it, you know, the people and uh, the build up and walking to Crokin Hall and all mm. this type of thing. It's still, still very special. Yeah, That's so cool. Are you hoping to sort of stay out in Japan for for the long term, sort of, yeah. Even when once things are kind of back to normal, is that the yeah? Intention? At the moment, I'm I'm just freelancing, so I'll just see yeah. where all this takes me. We were doing the Noah commentary, Tokyo Joshi. We're doing some kickboxing, some mixed martial arts. Yeah. Hopefully, I can get involved in the Olympics as well. That's the plan to do some writing for a number of international websites. So there's well, we'll we'll see what happens on that front. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I can just keep the keep the workload going mm. and, and follow the events. And I know Noah seems to be happy with the international coverage and things seem to be gaining some momentum. So hopefully they will continue to take us maybe once a month or maybe even increase it, to be honest, later in the year. Yeah, it does seem that the cyber fight sort of stable promotions are increasing their English output. Um, You know, obviously like with Tokyo Joshi Pro now having their sort of twice weekly one match English shows, you know, they're as well which you know i just think is so, is so great as a way to get people on, on board with the promotion because i do think it can be quite a hard sell yeah yeah there's a big drive going on i know they, they're really keen to get, increase the international coverage and to get more fans signed up to wrestle universe mm. but yeah i think it's just finding a way to introduce the concept what is wrestle universe breaking it down because i'd say at the moment probably it's a lot of hardcore supporters hardcore fans from around the world who would take the, the opportunity or, or take maybe the the unknown step of signing up for a Japanese wrestling platform, but it's how can we push that a little bit more into the mainstream? And I think that's what they're doing now with the likes of Keiji Muto and, and some, some of these actions. So I think that's what it's all moving towards now is a real big emphasis to push things internationally. Mm-hmm. And I know that as, as soon as it's safe and possible, they want to hold events abroad as well. And mm. especially in America. Great. Okay. Well, that is really exciting. We, we've been yeah. talking like we're really keeping our fingers crossed for some some UK shows in the not too distant future. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. You're starved of shows there now, I can imagine. Well, I think if if things were different, I think we'd probably be doing our damnedest to be there for uh, the 6th of June. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I can imagine, yeah. And it's Next unfortunate year. that obviously, you know, you're not able to come. I know January, of course, is a big time when... Mm. Well, for- come in and obviously there'll be a Tokyo Dome but they'll take in every other single show that's going on be it Shinkiba or absolutely anywhere all, of, all over the map and you see the same faces in the morning show and then in the evening show <laughs> that's so rock and hall so yeah I really look forward to when international fans can come back as mm. well that's very cool well I was just wondering so what now that you've sort of had a well, pretty much a year under your belt um, covering Noah who stood out to you uh, whilst you've been watching, has anyone in particular caught your eye, or you've got any? 
I, I don't know if you're allowed to have favorites as an unbiased commentator, but uh, you know, is there anybody in particular that you're sort of keen on? I would say the obvious one is Yoshiki Inamura has caught the eye. It's impossible for him not to at his size, 120 mm. plus kilos. And uh, yeah, I know Stuart is a, a number number one fan maybe of Inamura. He's really, really <laughs> impressed with him, quite taken by him. And uh, yeah, I mean, his training, his training uh, methods as well. You see the, on probably you've seen on, on Twitter, the tires that he's training with, 150, oh, 200 kilo tires. I, I don't know many athletes in the world that, that could do this. It's a form of, of strongman training. And no. honestly, when, when we meet him every time, I think he, he just looks bigger, stronger, wider. His legs are like tree trunks. But he, he's just such a just physical specimen, such a such an athlete. And it's mm. great athleticism for his size that, to be honest, I'm, I'm surprised that another competitive sport like a mixed martial arts didn't try and recruit him. Or I know he has a background in sumo, so you could imagine him being successful there. Or I think he really could have gone absolutely anywhere, yeah, any sport he wanted to at that size, that you know degree of, of strength and power. So I think we're really fortunate we've got him in pro wrestling. Noah, he had the obviously the tag match at uh, Nippon Budokan with Kiyomiya and he won the respect of Akiyama. That was a nice little sub story going on mm. there. I think this is a really big time for me. He's had some singles matches really recently with the likes of Segera. So I think he's definitely on an interesting path to follow. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think it is quite telling that he's part of the, you know, the first match or the second match that was announced for Cyberfight Festival is clearly, you know, big plans yeah. for him. And, Quite right too. Uh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, we'll get on to the the uh, the glory, uh, which is coming up uh, very shortly um, yep. in a second. Uh, in the main event, Masakitamiya is somebody that's very much caught my eye, mm. and his match with Segura was just, or the the, yeah. the tag team match, excuse me, yeah. was just incredible. I wanted to ask you about the finish because yeah. it's it was sort of, I, I was really torn on it because I. If yeah. I could just completely detach myself, I absolutely adored it. Yeah, it, it was the, It was the most yeah. incredible visceral thing I think I've ever seen. But then yeah. sort of, you know, if I sort of listen to my conscience, for, oh, I don't know if that's good or not. It, even in martial arts, I think there's one martial art in Myanmar, is it left way, that allows headbutts? But, you know, you don't yep. see headbutts in combat sports at all, really. Yeah. How, what was your take on that as a finish? Yeah, I've seen both sides, as you say. I've seen people who loved it, people who hated it. And probably somewhere in the middle. I mean, it, it, in terms of uh, like an alternative and unusual finish, I think it worked absolutely perfectly. It was a great ending. And you've got to take in the fact that they're known as the aggression. And that's all, that's Kitamiya's style. And just that image, to be honest, of just the blood pouring down. We've won the titles. We've beat such a powerhouse, such a legend of pro wrestling, though, in Segura. I think the story was brilliant. Mm. It, it was a very strong, very visual, powerful ending. But of course, at the same time, first and foremost, at the back of my own mind, I am wondering about the health and safety that's obviously paramount but as a finish just taken at the end of the show i think it was the best way probably to end what was a great match to be honest yeah particularly in this sort of time of gifts you know yeah the the timing of the whole thing if you wanted to work it if you like or you wanted to plan that i don't think you could i don't think you could repeat it it just yeah you know with the timing of the three count and everything and you know you guys on the call it was just it was a real sort of stunning moment oh gosh okay and it certainly made me sit up and pay attention Mm. to this man and also slightly worried for keiji muto (laughs) 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 who i know can handle himself but gosh you know he's got a tall task there yeah and kitami has been using this head put a number of times now i don't think it's something that he's going to stop using so Mm. Yeah, Muto is going to have to be on the lookout for this one. So we've got quite an exciting card actually already announced. We've got uh, Muto, Kitamiya, we have uh, Fujita, 
against Segura, crikey, uh, Ogawa and Hayata versus Hidaka and Nazawa. Uh, what's your sort of take on those three matches? What were you excited for and what are you expecting out of those? Yeah, so the junior tag title match, I'm sure that can be highly entertaining. Hopefully there's some time involved in that one. Hopefully it's kept to quite an action-based, high-octane, offensive kind of bout, but we never know with Nasawa involved, he usually brings some sort of shenanigans to the fray. So we'll be prepared for that as, as commentators. You never know. I'm sure it's going to break down quite quickly. There's going to be a lot of action on the outside for men breaking down. So yeah, we're going to have to follow that one from uh, probably before the entrances. I think they might be even going into each other in the back. We'll have to keep an eye out for that one. But the, the national championship, that's one that's obviously drawn a lot of attention. You've probably seen some of the posters, the artwork on social media, which I think have been really, really strong, really captured people's attention. They've done the the Godzilla kind of feel to it on, on the posters, which is kind of cool with the, these two big lumping 50-year-old guys, Segura and, and Fujita. They've had some tag team tussles already. And as you can imagine, it just broke down for slaps and punches nonstop for five minutes after a little stare down, but uh, you know that Segura is not going to tolerate anything from Fujita in terms of stare downs or, mm. or physicality, of course, <laughs> and he'll want to claim that title once again. So that could be a real belter, I think, the national championship mm. match. Mm. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think if I was to look at the roster, you know, and say if there's one person I probably wouldn't want to fight, it's probably Fujita. <laughs> He's yeah, just terrifying. It's yeah. in that Keno yeah. match, you know, where it just felt like from the start and nothing that Keno did really had too much of an effect and it yeah, was just sure. you know the writing was on the wall pretty early doors yeah. and yeah, yeah good lord just brutality and that's another interesting way to end the contest as well if he's probably going to utilize the soccer kicks as well mm. you know he, he makes no bones about that it's just pure violence from Fujita that's what we can expect so it'll be nice to see Segura is probably the one person that can dish it back so I, just to see them two go at it that could really be the show stealer I think very good and so for Cyberfight Festival, uh, DDT have announced uh, their, their KOD Championship match, which is uh, yep. Janakiyama and Harashima. That's going to be crazy. What would you like to see as a fan from the Noah side? If you could, if you if you had the pen, yep. who who would you go for? As yeah, the if I take, Noah? take my commentary hat off for a second and just spoken as a fan, I'd probably like to see someone like Marafuji, to be honest, get get that shot. I know I think that's something that uh, people have been hoping for, to be honest. But just to see him back in, in that title picture, I know it, he's been wanting to be involved in that for several years, but he said he hasn't been at the level to be competing for a mm. GHC title. Mm. Obviously, they're both in the M's Alliance, which is the faction that Marafuji created. So... I think just to see the, those two stable members going at it, one of the, the cornerstones of pro wrestling, Noah, against one of the biggest legends of all time. I think that's a, that's a, such a strong match that is. It's a ticket seller. It's something that people will buy a show to, to see. So we'll have to see where things go. I, I can imagine that that will probably be unveiled potentially after, after next week's show. Mm -hmm. If Muto is, is successful, we'll have to see. Okay, Tamiya, maybe there'll be a challenge there. But uh, yeah, for me, I'd love to, love to see Marafuji back in that title picture. Yeah, that's a great shout. Absolutely. Okay, we should probably wrap up soon. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time. No, it's my pleasure. Enjoyed the chat with you guys. And so uh, that is Noah The Glory 2021. It is going to be available to purchase internationally on Fight TV. Uh, so if yeah, you want to check right. that out, it's on Fight. Uh, and that is April 29th uh, at... Ooh. 
7 a.m. Nagoya, that one is, yeah. Oh, gosh, it's going to be crazy. So very much looking forward to that one. Mark, yeah, set your people... alarms for that one if you're based in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> We're used to it now. You know the deal. Yeah, right? absolutely. I, I know those days, yeah. It's better with Japan, Japanese wrestling than it is with US wrestling. It's slightly more sure. sociable. But, yeah, uh, yeah, instead of the 1 a.m.s, yeah. It's true. cup of tea stuff rather than relentless yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, that's yeah. better. <laughs> um, where can people find you online, Mark? Yeah, you can find me on, on Twitter at underscore Mark Prickering. If there's anyone with any questions or queries about the show, how they can watch it from wherever, whatever country they are in the world or whether they want information or advice when they come to Japan for tickets, that type of thing, feel free to send me a message, send me an email, no problem. Happy to discuss, engage with any fans. So, yeah, feel free to contact me. We'll be hitting stuff. you up, I'm sure, once, once we're like, right, we're, 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 we've got our yeah, flights no booked, we're, out, we're coming to say yeah. <laughs> Lovely job. Be sick of be happy to see you. No problem. Fingers You're crossed. a star, Mark. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Nice talking with you. Thanks, Liam. Thanks, Gareth. And there you have it. What a nice dude Mark Pickering is indeed. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for giving us your time. That was a fun one, Roji. Absolutely. And it just left me hoping that I'll get to be in the same room with Mark, be it Kurokan Hall or you know, the humble Cate's Community Centre again again very, very soon. <laughs> yeah, they're on a par, aren't they? Kurokan and Cate's actually. E- equally yeah. legendary. I don't disagree. Yeah. So good fun there. And if that didn't whet your appetite, I don't know what would, but we are in fact going to be talking about Noah's The Glory 2021 next week so that's very exciting indeed actually there's an awful lot on this weekend Kel Surprise in this the wrestling universe there's always so much going on but a little bit of a rundown hey G why don't you talk us through actually the uh, card for the Noah show before we get into that yep so the there's three title matches already announced so I'll go from the bottom up so we've got the GHC junior heavyweight tag team title match Agawa and Hayata versus Hidaka and Nasawa. So that should be a good, fun, fast-paced match. Nazawa, man. Do you remember when Nazawa was kicking around the US Indies in the yeah. early noughties? He was on everyone's roster, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. Like, was he MLW at one point? Yeah, I'm sure he was. Yeah, like, for sure. Back in the sort of MLW underground He's days. He's been around and... for a long time. Yeah, he really he? has. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then the GHC national title is going to be on the line with Fujita taking on um, Segura. Oh man, that's going to be crazy. That is going to be an absolutely crazy matchup. Did you see the press conference? No. Is it something <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch? Uh, they just they just shared a beer, basically. They were just super Beautiful. happy the whole time because they're mates. So yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was a really different Noah press conference. That's really nice. Yeah, I'll was. have to Love try and track that down. Um, but yeah, that should be a, a killer match. Um, and then we've got the GHC heavyweight title on the line. Keiji Muto defending once again, this time against Masa Kitamiya. Oh, so is, is, could be is, a is yeah sense. i was just about to say is muto going to be headbutted into a well i was going to say early grave but you know he's had a pretty good run it's his time <laughs> surely no I, I joke i'm not wishing death on kiji muto oh no yeah no it's gonna be exciting i'm gonna feel really bad now if like mate as soon as he lands <laughs> anything goes headbutt. wrong Oh, God. What have I done? <laughs> Squeaky bum time. Oh, God. Okay, so that is going to be a really fun show. Obviously, more to come on that one. Uh, so what else are we going to be talking about? Well, quite a lot, actually. So there is the Impact Rebellion show. There's the finals of the New Japan Cup USA 2021. Uh, we're going to be looking at some key matchups from both of those shows, particularly 
the main event uh, from New Japan, which is Tom Lawler versus Brody King. And the winner Oof. not only wins the tournament, but also the strong open weight championship, which is the US version of the never open weight championship. So that's pretty cool. It's going to uh, be a strong match. Oh man, we're so close to getting one of those buttons. We need one of those. Um, and then on the Impact Show, we're certainly going to be looking at the main event, which is Kenny Omega and Rich Swan. That is going to be bonkers. Really can't wait for that match. I'm probably going to pick a few else, a uh, few other little matches from that one too. But we're going to spend the bulk of our time at Matt Mikowski's Frog Sport for something very, very different to what we're talking about with Noah, because we like a bit of variety on this show. So that is your plan for next week. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's really nice that we're going to be covering a brand new promotion again that we haven't looked at previously on the show. Um, and we may we may have to reach out to our American correspondent for comment on this because I know she loves a little bit of uh, of of uh, Camp Leapfrog. <laughs> absolutely. I don't see why not. Any excuse. Um, even right. even if we just get like some little voice notes that we can edit in, just we're like, Sandra, we'll be reaching out to you. <laughs> Perfect. So there you go, folks. There's a hell of a lineup for next week as well. So thanks very much for stopping by. Before we go, let's get a few plugs on the go. If you're on social media, come hang out with us. We'd really love to interact with you and chat with you. We're on Twitter or on Instagram. It's at WrestlingPod. That's Wrestling Without the E. Uh, you can go to WrestlingPod.com. Again, Wrestling Without the E. For all the links you're going to need, links to listen to our personal Twitters, all that good stuff itrwrestling.com is where you can find a bunch of cool news particularly about japan uh gareth and i often contributing to that there section and if you want something a bit more physical in your life then we all try inside the ropes magazine.com for the hard copy magazine yes it's more wwe centric but there's tons of good bits in there so i would implore you to check that one out particularly if you're a fan of retro stuff there's loads of great stuff there and finally, why not check out our merch, rep your boys in the shop.itrwrestling.com. Great t-shirts, great mugs, all that good stuff. So yeah, come show your love to the wrestling podcast. And that is pretty much it for this week. So I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks again to Mark Pickering from Pro Wrestling Nerd for his time and just for being a splendid individual. Really good fun talking to Mark. And we will see you next week. So in the meantime, stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the graps. Bye.